The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community. Your host is Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. This hour is designed to inspire, inform, and to help you live better with cancer. Now, here's your host, Kim Tibaldo. Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer, an internet radio show that focuses on informing and inspiring people to live well with cancer. I'm Kim Tebaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. The Wellness Community and Gilda's Club have united to become the Cancer Support Community, one of the largest providers of cancer support in the United States and around the world. Our services are offered at over 170 locations worldwide and online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. When you're a young adult diagnosed with cancer, you're faced with a unique set of challenges. Uh, today's show, which is brought to you in part by Morphotech, Eli Lilly, and Celgene, is about a documentary web series called Valleys that chronicles the journey of Amy and her family and friends as she completes her cancer treatment and embarks on a trip to raft the Grand Canyon. Like whitewater rafting itself, there are twists and turns in Amy's journey, and she and her caregivers confront the challenges of cancer. Joining us today, we have Mike Lang, a four-year Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor who, after being diagnosed, decided to dedicate his life to helping other survivors live with, through, and beyond cancer. Mike began an adventure therapy program called Survive and Thrive Expeditions and is the creator of several documentary films, including Valleys, which premiered on YouTube in April. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for having me. We also have with us today Pat Taylor, Director of Chasing Rainbows Young Adult Cancer Advocacy, whose mission is to discover and distribute multimedia support resources to young adults living with cancer, their families, friends, and the, and the medical professionals who care for them. Pat became an advocate for young adults with cancer when her own daughter, Sarah, was diagnosed with cancer at age 23. Hi, Pat. Hi, Kim. Excited to be here. Last but not least, we have Amy McDougall, Aubin, and Annie Knowles. Amy was first diagnosed with ovarian cancer when she was just 24, and Anne had been her best friend since the eighth grade, and the Valley's web series tells their story. Welcome to the show, Amy and Annie. Hi. Hi. Um, I want to jump into the conversation here. We have a lot that we want to share with our listeners today. Mike, I'm going to start with you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your own cancer story um, and really what led you to begin, you know, adventure expeditions for people with cancer, and then, and then how did you come, come up with this idea to turn these experiences into documentaries? Yeah, for sure. Well, um, five years ago, I was, I was working as a, uh, an adventure guide for at-risk youth, so we were taking inner-city kids out on uh, rock climbing, rafting, and challenge course trips, things like that, um, and, and during that time, uh, I actually... Uh, thought what had what I thought was asthma. I was having a hard time breathing, 
um, and uh, went into the doctor for about a year and a half. And then finally, um, they realized it actually wasn't asthma. Um, they did a chest X-ray and found a grapefruit-sized tumor in the middle of my chest. And ended up being Hodgkin's lymphoma. So um, that that uh, that's sort of how I guess the adventure therapy part came in. Is that that's what I was doing before cancer? And um, I thought, you know, if these trips were so, um, I guess, impacting for the, the inner-city kids that we were taking on these trips, maybe it would be helpful for young adults with cancer as well. And so that's where we got the original idea um, to start doing these adventure trips. Um, and as far as the, the filming goes and turning these trips into documentaries, um, when we did our first film, Wrong Way to Hope, um, as I started talking to the people who were coming on the trip, we were just like, wow, these are incredible stories um, that need to be shared. And so I phoned up one of my good friends, uh, Aaron Bryant, who runs a small little uh, film company called Hands On Films, and asked him if he'd like to film it, and he said yes. And so, um, really, the the filmmaking was sort of a secondary aspect to actually running these trips, um, but it's it's been incredible to watch as the different films we've made have, have had a pretty uh, large impact um, around the world, really. And uh, and so it's it's great. And so that's uh, that's why we're. That's why we're continuing to make these web series like Valleys uh, to get people to, to learn about the cancer experiences so they can have these uh, open and honest conversations with, uh, with, their, with their loved ones. That's great, Mike. Congratulations. It's really a, a very compelling um, series, and we want to encourage our listeners to, um, to check it out, and we're going to have you guide them to where they can do that in a little bit. But, um, hmm. uh, a- Amy, um, uh, so we know your cancer journey is, is chronicled, um, or at least part of it, in the Valley's web series. Can you give our listeners a little bit of background on your story um, when you were diagnosed uh, with cancer, kind of where you were in your life at that point, and, and, um, and uh, where you are now with cancer? Sure. Um, I was first diagnosed um, in my early 20s. I had just gotten married and was going to, well, I had applied to law school and I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And by the time I had kind of managed to see enough doctors that were finally convinced that there was something wrong with me, um, I, and I saw an oncologist. I was at uh, stage two ovarian cancer. Mm -hmm. So I went through treatment. Um, I went through, well, I had surgery, and then I ended up finding out that I was pregnant. So um, Mm. that's in the series. (laughs) Mm. So after I had Avery, we decided just not to do um, anything because it appeared that the tumor was gone. And a few years later, I mean, I was divorced, and I got married again um, to Avery's father, and I found out that I had a secondary, well, a second primary cancer, so I had cervical cancer, um, and that would have been two years ago. And then the cervical cancer, um, once that was, quote, cured, (laughs) they found out that my ovarian cancer had actually metastasized my lungs, so I actually became a stage four ovarian cancer patient. So I just finished two years of chemo and radiation, and Mm -hmm. I'm about to have knee surgery, but we're hoping that's kind of the last bit and I can kind of start the recovery process from there. Wow. Amy, it's quite... 
it's it's quite a story, and I don't want to I don't want to gloss over so many of these um, incredible elements that you've um, defined here. We're going to have some time in the show to unpack that um, uh, a, a little bit because obviously some really startling and amazing things that have happened um, for you over this uh, the, uh, period of time. I just I want to pull Annie into the conversation. Um, uh, you know, Annie, we know very well that cancer affects more than just the the person diagnosed. Uh, with cancer, how did things change for you? What was it like when you found out that your best friend Amy had cancer and was has been going through everything that she has been going through over this time? Well, at first I was like really shocked and unable to really fit what it all meant into my life. Um, I mean, I kind of lived with blinders up when it came to like mortality and like the fragility of life. And so Amy's cancer journey really kind of stripped that away and stripped away the sense of invincibility that I kind of used and took for granted in my 20s. Um, and, I mean, it changed my relationship with Amy because instead of goofing around or doing coffee or heading to the mall, movies and stuff like that, like, or, you know, talking about boys and that kind of thing, it became more about visits in our home, you know, sitting in bed, watching TV, and talking about doctors and treatments. Yeah. And the worries in my life really just kind of seemed more trivial in comparison to all that stuff. Yeah. And. I mean, it affected other relationships, too. Like, people would ask me questions about Amy or, you know, cancer would come up in a movie or something, and I just kind of feel dark clouds roll in, and, you know, I'd, I'd like, excuse myself and go and cry, you know? And, like, I found myself just kind of saying more, it's not about me, about yeah. pretty much everything. And, yeah. So, yeah, and, it, yeah. I mean, I, I know, yeah, I know one of the things you say in the in the documentary is that, you didn't want her to know how you were feeling. You didn't want her to yeah. know about your emotions, about your fear, about, you know, you wanted to just be strong for her. Um, and I think, that's a, I think that's a common caregiver experience and caregiver, uh, and caregiver reaction. Do you, do you hear that from other caregivers? Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing that we actually, like, meeting people on the trip, I started to see that I wasn't the only person who kind of had those, those feelings. Um, other people as well you know, feel the same way. And it, it was more about, I didn't want to burden her with my worries and stuff because they seemed trivial in comparison, you know, like me being worried about her health when she's the one living through it. So. Right. But were you sort of thinking at the same time, well, you know, gosh, this is my life, even though it may seem so small, this issue or problem compared to what Amy was going through, it's kind of still my life. I mean, I hear that a lot from caregivers. Yeah. Like they don't know where to put themselves because it's, you know, everything feels small yeah, in, in, yeah. in comparison to cancer, right? Exactly. And yeah, it was really hard to kind of fit my life in our, in our friendship. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Amy, are you, so did, so are you in treatment now? No, I finished treatment, um, actually not too, too long ago. Uh, mm -hmm. So right now it's just dealing with all of the the side effects from I, I call the fallout from all of the different types of treatment. So yeah. um, obviously having my ovaries taken out, you know, put me into menopause. So I've you know osteoporosis and all of the radiation and the chemo. I mean they've affected a lot of my joints. So. Yeah. I'm having my knee surgery because it. it's really wrecked my knee. But there's a lot of things that, you know, I'm still dealing with because of treatment. Yeah. So it, it really isn't treatment, and I'm glad that it, I'm not doing chemo or radiation anymore, but uh, 
I know that at some point in my life I'm probably going to be back in that place. And you've been you've been on and off of treatment for how many years now? Um, I honestly couldn't tell you, only because it feels like everything just feels so jumbled together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it would have been a year before my daughter was born, so about seven years, seven or eight seven, years now. About seven years, yeah. Um, we're we're going to take uh, a quick break here, so don't go away. Um, this is Frankly Speaking About Cancer. We're talking about a documentary film series called Valleys that documents the story of, uh, of, of young adults with cancer. We're particularly hearing today about the story of Amy um, and her battle with ovarian cancer and her friend Annie, who has supported her uh, through this process. So um, we're, we've got a lot more to come um, in the conversation. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Don't go away. We're going to be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Cancer. It's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand. Choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer. Created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The cancer support community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. Cancer support community is proud to be a partner of Magnolia Meals at Home, a new pilot program that aims to help patients by providing nourishing meals to households affected by breast cancer so loved ones can spend more quality time together. This program is currently available in and around two pilot cities, Andover, Massachusetts and Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. Participants will receive one delivery of meals every month for up to six months when enrolled in the program. Each delivery includes up to seven meals designed to help meet the nutritional needs of people living with breast cancer and 10 meals for family members. This novel program is brought to you by the Azi Women's Oncology Program, Magnolia. Cancer Care, the Cancer Support Community, and Meals on Wheels Association of America. To find out if you or loved ones are eligible, visit online at www.magnoliamealsathome.com or call 617-733-5848. Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Communities, Frankly Speaking About Cancer Series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. 
That's CancerSupportCommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Magnolia Meals at Home, a new pilot program that aims to help patients by providing nourishing meals to households affected by breast cancer so loved ones can spend more quality time together. This program is currently available in and around two pilot cities, Andover, Massachusetts and Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. Participants will receive one delivery of meals every month for up to six months when enrolled in the program. Each delivery includes up to seven meals designed to help meet the nutritional needs of people living with breast cancer and 10 meals for family members. This novel program is brought to you by the Azi Women's Oncology Program, Magnolia. Cancer Care, the Cancer Support Community, and Meals on Wheels Association of America. To find out if you or loved ones are eligible, visit online at www.magnoliamealsathome.com or call 617-733-5848. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Bristol-Myers Squibb and AstraZeneca. I'm Kim Tibaldo. Today I'm joined by Mike Lang, Amy McDougall-Aubin, Annie Knowles and Pat Taylor, a group of individuals that have become advocates for young adults with cancer. And we're talking about their documentary web series called Valley. Uh, Pat, let's pull you, um, uh, you know, into this conversation um, and and uh, and hear from you and about your work. You produ- produced or worked on quite a few films that showcase the young adult experience with cancer. Um, what makes these films different from other resources uh, out there for people affected by cancer, particularly for young young adults? And what kind of sparked your involvement in this? Well, Kim, the first two films that I produced showcasing the young adult cancer experience uh, was uh, due to the fact that my daughter, Sarah, an aspiring actor, was diagnosed at 23 with cancer back in 1997. I could not find wow. one resource that addressed what it was like to have cancer solely from the young adult cancer perspective. So driven by the need to change that fact and make a difference in her young life, Sarah agreed to share her highs and lows of her own cancer experience in a documentary called Sarah's Story, where a second film emerged called Chasing Rainbows, Young Adults Living with Cancer. And uh, that's a dynamic, candid roundtable discussion with six young adults, including Sarah, discussing cancer from their perspective. And interestingly enough, when Mike Lang was um, coming to terms with his own uh, cancer diagnosis, a copy of Chasing Rainbows landed in his lap, which Mm. connected us forever, because it was so fantastic. And uh, Mike has since told me then that watching that film inspired him to use film as a medium to support young adults with cancer by combining it with his love for adventure and documenting the total experience. So between Sarah's two films and films like Mike Lang's Wrong Way to Hope and his new web series, Valleys, they're different from other resources out there because they are written and produced by young adults for young adults with cancer. Young adults tell it like it is. The film content is raw and real and fearless, and Amy and Annie are great examples of that in in Valleys. 
These films discuss topics specific to the young adult cancer concern. Infertility, sexuality, finances, fear, faith, anger, family and friend relationships, short and long-term effects from cancer treatments, death, and, of course, always hope. And these discussions caught on film are honest, lively, candid, and often laced with a dark sense of humor unique to the young adult cancer community. Like, humor the tumor is what Sarah would always say. And the other thing that I feel that uh, makes these films different from other resources is that they reflect the energy and the dynamic lifestyle of the young adult world. It's natural for young adults of ages 19 to 39 to question the social and political makeup of the times they live in. So tossing the challenge of a cancer diagnosis into the mix, and these young adults come out fighting. And due to their natural, youth-driven inquisitiveness and fearless demand for change, these gutsy young filmmakers like Mike Lang and the determined young adults like Amy and Annie willing to speak about their cancer experience on film has changed the voice of young adult cancer from a whisper to a roar. These films have been used to educate the public and the medical professionals who care for the young adults. These films are a sustainable resource that can be viewed privately by the patient in the safety of their own home, or they can be viewed by the public to raise awareness. For me, films capture the silences between the words that tells so much more of the story. And films capture the memories for the now and forever. Films like Valleys and Chasing Rainbows are a living legacy to all those young adults touched by cancer who live in the present, the past, and beyond. And I'm absolutely honored to support people like Mike Lang and showcase films by young adults for young adults with cancer. That's great, Pat. A, a great summary, and, and I think uh, a good, uh, a good, good context for the for the conversation today. Um, um, Mike, I want I, I want to hear from you a little bit more about um, valleys. Can you tell us kind of the structure? of the series, um, you know, a little bit about the narrative that people can expect, and, and, and where can folks check it out? Yeah, well, you know, the, the, the beginning, uh, I guess the, the original idea for it came out of sort of my own personal experiences, but also um, talking with a lot of uh, young adult survivors. And through our trips that we run and also through facilitating a lot of retreats and conferences, one of the things that we noticed was that um, often the supporters who came with the survivors had had very similar feelings, um, but for different reasons. And, uh, and, and often people weren't actually talking to each other or there weren't, there weren't open lines of communication between the survivors and the people supporting them. And so that was the, the original idea behind it is to get sort of a, a 360 perspective of the cancer experience so that, um, you know, so that people could understand what it was like from the other person's perspective. And so that, I guess that's why we decided we would interview uh, Amy's family and why we wanted uh, we wanted a supporter along with uh, uh, Amy on the on the river, and and uh, we're so lucky that Annie came with us uh, to to give her perspective on it because uh, it really is I guess um, it's something that can be really difficult, like Annie said, for to to bring up in conversation. To have those conversations is really difficult, and sometimes having a film or some basis for discussion is a great way to start those to get those to happen. So. Uh, uh, a lot of the feedback we've gotten actually is from people saying that they watched it with their friends and family and uh, that that has helped them have these conversations that they didn't know how to have before. Um, and so, yeah, you know, the, I guess as far as filming it and the structure of it, uh, documentaries really 
you know, you, you have an idea at the beginning of what you want it to look like, and uh, then they sort of take on a life of their own. So, um, you know, uh, we never, you never really know what you're going to get until you start filming and start uh, watching the footage. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, that, that sort of main thesis that we'd thought about beforehand uh, really came out um, in, the, in the film. And so that's what people can expect is just to, to get a bit of a perspective from um, both sides of the coin, from the supporter's perspective and the survivor's perspective, so that they can really um, have those open, open, honest conversations. And, and it's split up into six webisodes. Each webisode talks about a little bit of a different topic. Um, but there also is some continuity as you get to see us go down the Grand Canyon and experience some great uh, challenges and, and a lot, have a lot of fun as well as talk about these difficult issues. Um, and then, you know, by the end of it, hopefully, people will come to a sort of a deeper understanding of the cancer experience so that they can really be better supporters to each other um, through, through, throughout the cancer journey. Um, yeah, and as far as filming family and friends, uh, it was just great to get to meet Amy's family and uh, it was just uh, an honor for them to share so candidly in those conversations, as well as Amy and Annie in their in their um, interviews. You know, just the way that they shared uh, is really what makes this so powerful: is that they were open and honest about their experiences um, with thousands and thousands of people, which is uh, takes a lot of courage. So I really appreciate them wanting to be involved. And Mike, where can folks uh, find find the uh, find the series? Yeah, uh, there's there's a few places. Um, you can go to the Huffington Post uh, dot com and then search Mike Lang or dash Mike dot dash Lang, and you can watch all six webisodes there with um, an, an introductory blog post that was written by some sort of leading researchers or clinicians working with young adults with cancer. Or you can go to uh, survivethrive dot org slash films, and you can watch all of our films uh, that we've made, the three that we've made so far, um, right there. Great, great. Um, we're uh, we're we're coming up on our break here, but I want to go to um, uh, to Amy and Annie. Um, the, the the beginning of the Valley series focuses a lot on the challenges in communication between Amy and her caregivers and what she was and, and wasn't willing to share, and some you know the, some of the privacy, Amy, that I know you wanted. But but then you you know, obviously you you know you you decide that you're going to share quite a bit on this film. Um, what what was that like for you, moving from you know real kind of privacy about talking about your cancer to sharing this on film for thousands, um, even millions, uh, even millions to see. What would it feel? What did it feel like turning that corner? Um, well, it was quite. Um, it was something to think about, but I mean, my privacy mostly was concerned originally in just shielding my family from a lot of what was going on, and once I was able to get past some of that. Um, you know, I I don't believe in doing kind of something half-hearted. You you either do it with everything you have, or you don't do it at all. <laughs> so I thought if if this is going to make a difference in other people's lives, and you know, if this is going to help me in my journey to help move me move past some of the issues that I've had, especially with privacy, then you know, this is really the way to do it, and it's probably going to be my only shot. So I jumped in and kind of just threw everything I had right into it. Do you have any, do you have any regrets? I don't. There were some times, you know, especially before, you know, the first episode would come out, or there would be moments when I thought, is this the right thing to do? Like, am I saying the right thing? Like, am I... 
am I really getting what I'm feeling across? But I think by the second or third episode, it it just felt like everything was natural. So everything just kind of, you know, it went and, and everything kind of flowed from there. So I think it was just the initial kind of getting almost like a shock, but, but <laughs> not quite so drastic. Was it was the process cathartic or therapeutic at all for you? It was, um, especially when we started filming at the very beginning. Um, it was at a very, very dark place. Um, a lot of my friends who were in a stage four cancer group for young adults had passed away. And, you know, Mikey coming, um, knowing him the way I did, it, it really helped a lot for me to kind of see that there was, there's hope out there. So especially the beginning of the filming, um, really, it really did help. And then going through the Grand Canyon, having something else to focus on while you're kind of going through your issues, that, Mm -hmm. I mean, that really helped a lot too. Terrific. Terrific. Um, We're coming up on a quick break here, guys. This is frankly speaking about, cancer. We're talking about finding support and new connections um, through documentary film. We're talking about a film called Valleys, um, the story of young adults and, and cancer. We're focusing on the story of Amy and her ovarian cancer diagnosis and and uh, some of the details and, and I guess peaks and valleys of uh, of that uh, of that journey, and, and in particular, some of the communication with the uh, with, with family, uh, loved ones, caregivers, those around her. We've got a lot more to cover on the show today, so please don't go away. This is frankly speaking about cancer. We will be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Magnolia Meals at Home, a new pilot program that aims to help patients by providing nourishing meals to households affected by breast cancer so loved ones can spend more quality time together. This program is currently available in and around two pilot cities, Andover, Massachusetts and Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. Participants will receive one delivery of meals every month for up to six months when enrolled in the program. Each delivery includes up to seven meals designed to help meet the nutritional needs of people living with breast cancer and 10 meals for family members. 
This novel program is brought to you by the Azi Women's Oncology Program, Magnolia. Cancer Care, the Cancer Support Community, and Meals on Wheels Association of America. To find out if you or loved ones are eligible, visit online at www.magnoliamealsathome.com or call 617-733-5848. Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Cancer, it's a lonely word terms I don't understand, choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer, created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The cancer support community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer, brought to you in part today by Millennium and Genentech. I'm Kim Tibaldo. Today I'm here with Mike Lang. Amy McDougall-Aubin, Annie Knowles, and Pat Taylor were talking about the documentary web series, Valleys, which truly is a raw and uh, pretty honest look at the journey of, uh, of a young woman with cancer and also the journey of her caregivers and those who support her um, along the way. I just want to uh, just go back um, to the last part of the conversation um, that we were having, Annie, about, you know, really this idea that um, the beginning of the, of the series really kind of focuses on some of the challenges in communication between Amy and, and, and you know, and, and, and those around her. So how did, as her best friend, a caregiver, supporter, um, how did your communication kind of change and evolve over time and really over the course of this series? Well, I think that one thing that kind of helped was knowing that um, in the interviews and stuff, eventually Amy would be uh, – hearing what I had to say either way. Um, like, if I, if I didn't say it to her face-to-face, she'd end up hearing about it when she watches the series. And I think that kind of opened up um, the door for me to be able to, to communi- communicate freely. And one thing that I did on the trip was wrote a letter to her, and she wrote a letter back, and that kind of opened the doors as well. Because as she said at the start of the trip, she was in a really dark place, and I was in a really kind of confused place about our friendship and about, like, what I could communicate and what I couldn't communicate. And I think that through the time that we spent in the canyon, the time in front of the cameras and the time away from the cameras, um, it really kind of allowed me to to find proper footing in our friendship again. And I mean, even to the point where, you know, at the end of the trip, we, you know, almost as soon as we were back on solid ground, she told me to like to start moving on with my life and start dating and stuff like that. And, you know, like that was a pretty big thing, you know. So she almost, she almost, she almost released you in a way. 
Oh yeah, totally. It was a it was a huge release to be able to talk about it so freely, and to talk with other people who knew what I was going through and kind of have those other people to bounce my own feelings off of. Yeah, yeah. Um, Amy, one of the things that um, is is uh, revealed in 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 Valley's. Um, I mean, obviously, we, we look at some of the unique issues that. Um, that young people, young adults with cancer face, and Pat so eloquently outlined some of those for us. But, um, it, you know, in the second episode of, of the documentary series, We Meet Your Daughter, Avery, and you found out you were pregnant very soon after you found out that you had ovarian cancer. And I, I, I think we, we maybe glossed over that a little bit in the show, but obviously, whoa, I mean, that is that is um obviously big big news and a big deal and so much to deal with um can you just tell us a little bit about the emotion and why it was important for you to share that part of the story um you know in in the documentary and 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 what you were going through during that time sure um so in the documentary i like i had mentioned before you know i felt like you know if i'm in the documentary i'm in it 100% and part of my cancer journey was finding out that I was pregnant during that cancer journey. So um, it also helps because I know a lot of friends um, and different family members who have had cancer. And, you know, there are, are things that come up when you have cancer that, you know, just big surprises, little surprises. And in this case, it was a very big very big surprise. That's a pretty big. Um, that's so a pretty big surprise. When I found out that I was pregnant, I I mean I was very sick. I had surgery and I was waiting to do chemo, and my my counts were all over the place. Like I was really really sick, and you know I really thought at that time that I was dying because I thought there's no way I can even get to chemo if I'm this sick. Um, and then finding out that it was just this really extreme morning sickness that I had mm. so far into the pregnancy. Um, and then having to tell uh, my boyfriend, who has been my best friend since we were 16, that I was pregnant. And kind of what the two of us had to decide, um, because we really didn't know anything right off the bat. I mean, the doctors couldn't say if the baby was healthy or if, you know, we would make it the whole way through the pregnancy. So it was a really, really big, I mean, it's big enough to be told that you have cancer, but then to be told that you're pregnant, I mean, that in itself is big news, um, especially being so young. Um, but having to deal with two at once was uh, kind of a double whammy. <laughs> I would call it the Amy effect. Like, you can't have one thing happen. It always has to be, like, two or three things that all happen at once. So so it would seem to be very typical of something that would happen in my life. <laughs> and, you know, it was hard to tell other people because people would yeah. think that you were joking. But I was yeah. quite far along when I found out that I was pregnant. So yeah. I started to show quite soon after. <laughs> and then, of course... You know, people were like, "Oh, yeah, you really are pregnant." <laughs> so, and and did did people have an opinion? Did did everybody sort of have an opinion about what you should do? Oh, there were lots of opinions. I bet. Um, I lots bet. of opinions from a lot of different people, and yeah, uh, a lot of very mixed opinions. So, yeah, 
um, I learned from a very, very early point that you kind of have to, I think that's why the privacy thing became such an issue yeah. for me was because you get all of these different opinions and then you start to really doubt yourself and to really lose focus of what's important. And at that time it was, I had to focus on me, I had to focus on my health, you know, focus on the baby, focus on the cancer. And if I was having to worry about what everyone else thought, then it it just wasn't all going to work. So, yeah. yeah. And how old is Avery now? She just turned six. I keep saying seven, but no, she's six. <laughs> and how is she doing? She is great. Um, nice. She's just, quote, graduating from kindergarten. Nice, nice. A big <laughs> ceremony, I'm sure. It never used to be such a big deal. When we I, know. Were I know. Now they seem to make a big deal about just everything. So, That's true. Yeah, going into That's grade true. one, and so we're uh, getting ready for that in summer. So she's fantastic. It's great. That's great. I'm happy to hear that, Amy. Um, Mike, I just want to go into this caregiver issue for another moment or two. Um, you know, as the web series unfolds, we really start to see that the caregiver story is, is really in many ways just as important as the survivor story. Um, why, why was that kind of a perspective or an angle that you wanted to, you know, to bring out in the documentary? And, and what was your own um, caregiving experience when you were diagnosed? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, when I, when I was diagnosed, um, you know, I was only five months married. And so my, my wife and I were still figuring out the, the being married thing. And uh, here we are having to move back into my parents' basement. And my mom really wanted to be a mom, and my, and my wife wanted to be my wife. And so it was, uh, it was just really difficult, the, the, the dynamics there. And so that was the first time I sort of realized, wow, you know, like there there's a lot uh, going on outside of my own experience, um, you know, and just walking through that with, with my wife, Bonnie. Yeah. Um, so that, that, you know, that was my first sort of, uh, I guess, wake up call that this was a really big deal for uh, the, everyone other than the person who was diagnosed as well. Um, but, you know, then after, you know, hearing all these conversations with young adults, and I think the number one thing that young adults really uh, have struggle with uh, pretty much every single one of them struggles with is the, is the relationship issue whether that's um relationships with friends and family or romantic relationships or dating relationships you know that's uh you know relationships are a very important part of your life when you're in your 20s and 30s you know your your friends really matter and uh and so that not that they don't at other times but you know I think that you're a little more defined by your relationships in those in that age range and so uh that that's sort of why we wanted to talk about the experience from everyone's perspective, uh, just to just to help people gain some, I, I guess, gain some understanding and and some empathy, really, for 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 each person, you know. And I think the natural, yeah. I think it's said in the film really well. The natural into inclination is to think about the person who's sick, um, and yeah. to think about how how this is impacting their life, yeah. um, and to really minimize, I guess, the the feelings of those who are supporting them, um, just, right. just because it's, it's, it's human tendency. It's not that we do it on purpose, sure. but we just naturally sort of think that way. And, yeah. uh, and so that's why we wanted to talk about it, because we know uh, how important relationships are to young adults, and being yeah. able to preserve those relationships are, are very important. And so yeah. if there's any way that we can help them do that, um, we wanted to help them do that. And we thought this film series is probably going to be a, a great way to help them through, you know, to, to talk through these things. 
Nice, nice. Um, Pat, Pat, before we go um, to break, we've just got a minute or two here, but, you know, you were a caregiver for your daughter, uh, Sarah. She inspired you to become an advocate. What advice do you have for other parents and caregivers of young adults with cancer? Uh, well, one thing is is that uh, young adults use social media to communicate, so I recommend that everybody get connected. And yeah. uh, like Mike says, I think Valley's, uh, although I'm a passionate about this series, I, I think it actually does address so many of the issues uh, from, the, from the person with the cancer and the caregiver perspective, so that's great. Listen, observe, withhold judgment. Resources can be a quick study for about, you know, what the cancer, young adult cancer experience is like. And uh, forgive yourself for not knowing all the answers from first diagnosis onward. No one does. You'll be creating your own roadmap, as there are no others. And mm-hmm. No, you'll make mistakes along the way and learn from them and carry on. And uh, I think that, um, yeah, I watch every uh, film, read books, uh, read blogs, listen to radio shows like yourself that address the real issues facing young adults with cancer. Yeah. And... Um, be sure to care for yourself during your caregiving stint because your health yep. and welfare needs attention. I think other people have said this before, you know, so it's not unique to me, but, and you'll be better caregiver if you take care of yep. yourself. Go for coffee with a friend, go on a walk or go to a movie. Taking a break does not a bad caregiver make, is yep. what I say. It's okay to be afraid, to cry, scream, rant, rave, but also to yep. laugh. Believe in yourself, set good intentions each day, and be the best you can be in each moment. That's all any of us can ask of ourselves. Yeah, I think that's all great uh, advice, Pat, and we hear that so much. You know, don't, don't, uh, don't feel guilty for stepping away and taking care of yourself because it will make you a better caregiver um, uh, to your loved one. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer. We're talking about the documentary film Valleys. Uh, the story of a young woman with ovarian cancer and those around her. Um, We're going to take a quick break here. We're moving towards our final segment of the show. Don't go away. Uh, We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Magnolia Meals at Home, a new pilot program that aims to help patients by providing nourishing meals to households affected by breast cancer so loved ones can spend more quality time together. This program is currently available in and around two pilot cities, Andover, Massachusetts, and Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. Participants will receive one delivery of meals every month for up to six months when enrolled in the program. Each delivery includes up to seven meals designed to help meet the nutritional needs of people living with breast cancer and 10 meals for family members. This novel program is brought to you by the Azi Women's Oncology Program, Magnolia. Cancer Care the Cancer Support Community, and Meals on Wheels Association of America. To find out if you or loved ones are eligible, visit online at www.magnoliamealsathome.com 
or call 617-733-5848. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. Cancer. It's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand. Choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer. Created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The cancer support community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. I'm Kim Tibaldo. Today we're talking about Valleys, a documentary web series that premiered online um, on YouTube in April. Um, Mike, I want to ask you as we get to the end of the show, um, during the course of the web series, each of you wrote blog posts on the Huffington Post new column, Generation Y. Um, what, what else did you do to promote the series? What, what kind of feedback have you been receiving? And again, please tell our listeners um, how they can go and check it out. Yeah, so I get the the easiest way to check it out on the Huffington Post is to just search Huffington Post Generation Y, and it will come up. And Valleys is actually pretty prominently featured on that blog, and so you can just by scrolling down the page see a couple of the webisodes, and you can click around from there, or you can just search my name, and and all the blog posts will come up together. Um, as far as pr- promotion goes, uh, you know we just connected with a lot of great organizations like uh, the Cancer Support Community and. Uh, um, Stupid Cancer and um, Young Adult Cancer Canada, different organizations that work with young adults uh, around North America and actually all overseas as well. And we had a number of people watching in the UK, and I've gotten emails from Australia and the Faroe Islands, which I never had even heard of before. <laughs> and uh, we got a couple from India and one from Nepal. You know, so there's uh, it, that's the great thing about uh, online sort of tools like this is that, is that they can reach people wherever they're at. And uh, we, we have had thousands and thousands, I think close to 40,000 views of our videos now, and um, lots of feedback via email and also through our um, survey about the film. And so if you end up watching the series, it'd be great. At the end of Episode 6, there's a link that you can click on uh, to give some feedback. Um, and for the most part, we're, we're, we're getting really great 
uh, feedback mainly talking uh, mainly, mainly around exactly what we wanted, um, survivors and supporters being able to have these open conversations with each other um, instead of uh, tiptoeing around each other, not knowing what to say. Um, this really has provided, I guess, through these stories, they've been able to gain some wisdom um, about how to talk about cancer and how to really be the best supporters for each other. So, yeah, that's the, the main feedback we've been getting is, is, uh, is around that, and it's been, it's been really great feedback. And what's next for you, Mike? Well, um, I'm actually doing my master's degree in health services research, and uh, one of the things that I'm researching is using film as a mechanism for uh, behavior change and also um, using film in working with uh, healthcare professionals like oncologists about, you know, giving some context for the the patient experience so that they understand um, sort of the things that are happening outside of the cancer center and they can deliver better care and also have more compassion and empathy for the cancer survivors that they treat. So uh, it's great. Uh, we've got, we're using film in all sorts of unique ways now, and, I, and I'm really excited to be researching that as well as making the films. And so we also have another film project on the, on the go, but I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag yet on that oh. one. Oh, <laughs> a teaser. I like it. I like it. A teaser. Yeah. A little Mike cliffhanger. Well, you'll yeah. have to come visit us, Mike, at the Cancer Support Community. Um, Pat, um, uh, as we're getting to the end of the show here, can you give us a, a quick sense of what, you know, you said when your daughter was diagnosed, there was really nothing out there for young adults with cancer. Is that changing? Are we seeing some resources out there for young adults? Oh, absolutely. Far too many for me to be able to tell you all about them. I think the most important thing is just to go to some of the major sites, and they have great resources listed. Uh, the Cancer Support Community, uh, stupidcancer.org, youngadultcancer.ca, Cancer Fight Club, Jimmy Teen TV in the UK, Canteen in Australia. Uh, you know, and then there's some great books out there. I, my favorite, Everything Changes, The Insider's Guide to Cancer in Your 20s and 30s by Carol Rosenthal. Mm -hmm. uh, some other great films, and of course Hollywood even contributed 50-50 came out last year. Other great documentaries, I don't have time for this, by Big Cup Productions. I mean, I could go on and on, and I, if I yeah. have time, and if you give me more time, I can, but you can go to chasingrainbows.ca, my website, and I try and keep my resource list updated for books, great. films, and new web series like Valleys. Great, great. Um, Amy, what do you hope that people who watch the series will, will take away from it? I just hope that it really validates um, people's feelings, because a lot of the time you go through it and, and you really doubt yourself, both on the survivor end and on the caregiver end. So I hope that people just really see it and and it makes them realize that what they're feeling isn't wrong. Because um, a lot of times we have a lot of different feelings that no one really kind of prepares you for or yeah. really talks about. So I really hope that, that that comes about and that people are really more honest and open about it in talking with other people. Mm. How about you, Annie? What do you hope people gain from the series? Um, I hope that it uh, helps other supporters realize that they can reach out for the support that they need as well and helps just people in general realize that when one person is diagnosed, it not only changes their lives, but it also changes the lives of all the people close to them. Mm. Um, and I hope that people can just, like, supporters can learn to not put their own lives on hold while their loved one goes through treatment because sometimes, you know, everybody needs that dose of normal. Yeah. Well, it's a great project, um, very moving. I hope folks will uh, check it out. I want to thank you guys for being here today to speak more about the young 
adult experience with cancer in this great uh, documentary film series. Again, to our listeners out there, you can watch all six episodes of Valleys um, on YouTube. You can check it out on the um, Huffington Post Generation Y, and that's W-H-Y. Um, you can check out that column to read, you know, behind-the-scenes commentary um, on each episode. I want to remind you to uh, check out the group Survive and Thrive Expeditions at www.survivethrive.org and more about Chasing Rainbows Young Adult Cancer Advocacy at www.chasingrainbows.ca. Um, just a minute or two about the cancer support community. Um, we have uh, 50 affiliates around uh, North America where we are providing support groups, educational programs, nutrition, exercise, stress reduction for people with all cancers at all stage of illness. We do have some uh, in some of our affiliates programs specifically designed for young adults um, with cancer. You can also call our toll-free helpline at 888-793-9355. You can also uh, visit our website, which is www.cancersupportcommunity.org. Um, we've got a lot of great free resources on there, educational resources. We have a pretty vibrant um, online community as well at cancersupportcommunity.org. So we hope that you will uh, check us out, check out Survive and Thrive, check out Chasing Rainbows. Um, we, we want people to know that they don't have to face cancer alone and that there are a lot of great resources out there to help folks through their cancer journey, uh, young adults, folks of, of, of all uh, ages, regardless of who you are, regardless of where you live, regardless of how you choose to face cancer. There are so many um, resources out there, and we want folks to know about those resources. Um, I want to thank our guest today, um, great conversation, uh, Mike Lang, Amy mcdougall Auburn, Annie Knowles, and uh, Pat Taylor. These are folks who have really dedicated themselves to uh, the experience of young adults with cancer, making sure that they have places to connect, um, outlets to uh, express themselves, and all of the information and education that young adults need to navigate um, a cancer diagnosis. So I really applaud you guys, and um, I really appreciate you coming on today to talk a little bit about your own experiences and all the work that you're doing to help others. Um, and again, I encourage our listeners to check out the documentary web series, Valleys. Um, you can see it on YouTube. You can see it at Huffington Post. It's really um, incredibly moving, very um, inspirational and amazing uh, journey through the lives of Amy and Annie and all that they have um, confronted uh, through this process. So we uh, appreciate you listening in to the show today. I'm Kim Tebaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. You can check us out at cancersupportcommunity.org. Our show is frankly speaking about cancer. And until next time, be well, do well, live well. Thank you for joining us for Frankly Speaking About Cancer with your host, Kim Tibaldo. We're here for you every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. In the meantime, stay connected online at cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. Thanks 
again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.